All right, hello and welcome back to here on the Rom Com Pod. I'm Hillary and I'm Nikki. How's it going? How are we doing? How's every How's everyone feeling, listeners, and more importantly, the person I actually care about, Nikki? How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I know. I'm hanging in. I'm alive. I've been halfway to vaccination station. Nice. And yeah, how about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I am still unvaccinated because I don't even know if I'm allowed to get a vaccine in New York anytime soon. Like there's just really no information on when I might actually be able to get one of these one of these shots. But yeah, I'm ex- excited to whenever that happens. Probably 2022. <laughs> no, <laughs> it'll this, happen sooner. At this rate. Well, President Biden said that by the end of May, there's going to be enough vaccines for everybody. Like if they want one, they can get one. It's just a matter of like, okay, but like, where are they in New York? Hello? Where are they in New York? It's right. It just seems like it's been really hard for everyone to get them there. And knock on the window at CVS. Hello. Do you have a vaccine? <laughs> no. Can I have my birth control then? Thank you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, but other than that, things are fine. You know, still here in my pandemic hood that I've not not left in nearly a year now. It's been almost. Oh my God. Almost a full year of lockdown. Crazy. Nuts. Wow, man. So I'm glad we're here, though, to talk about better, more exciting things. Definitely. Definitely. Rom-coms are everything. Um, I put it out there last week or whenever to anyone who had a story about a wedding being interrupted. Did you get any responses? I got one response. Wow. Tell me about it. And you might know the story. so his, her dad and her stepmom were getting married. Okay. My dad asked my aunt, his sister, to read a Bible passage during the ceremony. Well, she gets up to the altar and he hands her the paper and she shouts into the microphone, oh no, I am not reading this because it was a passage that talks about wives being subservient to their husbands. Um, it was in the middle of their wedding ceremony. So she took out her phone and Googled a more appropriate passage real quick. <laughs> it was kind. Bruh, it was incredible. Oh my God. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know that story. Yes, it was sent in by your sister in law. Well, that's not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I am not surprised that she sent it in or that somebody she knows slash possibly is related to <laughs> did that. So amazing. 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 Yeah. So it was fun to get a response. Uh. <laughs> um yeah that's hilarious wow okay well thank you for the response and uh listeners please feel free to respond to nikki's next question i don't know what it'll be but yeah we'll see it'll come I'm sure to she'll us. have one. Oh, i have lots of questions when i watch <laughs> these movies um, um and i also just have a advertisement corner just because my friend sarah works for um sabra Mm-hmm. the hummus mm-hmm. and she develops different things and she has these they made these little snack packs they're for kids quote unquote but i bought them and they're there's taco dip flavor and like brownie fudge like frosting or whatever flavor uh-huh. brownie brownie mix flavor and i had the taco one today and it was incredible and there you go. it tastes like you're just like eating queso and not like yummy delicious chickpeas 
Anytime I see Sabra, I think of The Office when Saber. they switch to Saber and they sang the song Sabre. And it Sabre. Was <laughs> I do too. That's so funny. Every single time I'm like, Sabre. <laughs> it's a party in the Sabra. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, on to other good content. The content yes. we watched this week. Mm-hmm. Our, our intrepid inspiration for our rating scale julia roberts is the star of this movie runaway bride not her most famous with richard gear but a movie she did with richard gear so there you go and not unfamous i'd heard of it lots of times i'd never watched it before yeah i mean it's a a gary marshall movie gary marshall is a very famous writer director so have you seen this one before oh of course yes uh assume that i've seen every Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, Hugh Grant, and Tom Hanks rom-com. Like everything in that universe, assume that I've seen it. Because you're right. And I mean, your mom <laughs> has seen like three to tango and was that was the one with Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors? Oh is that what God. that was called? So the sliding like, doors. Do what else did she see? She's did she see Paul Bearer? I can't remember. She'd heard of it, which was surprising. Which is shocking because yes. nobody else in the world had heard of that movie. <laughs> so I believe that you have seen many, yeah. many films. So yes, <laughs> I have seen this movie. I had not watched it in quite a long time, but I've I've yeah. seen it once or twice. Nice. This one is kind of similar to one that we just did, the four weddings and a funeral, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, weddings, weddings and footage of weddings, mm-hmm. just a lot talk of weddings. It's, talk. it's it's a lot. It's a lot of dress dress buying and yeah. all of it, mm-hmm. things like that. But so we open the movie, and it's like within 15 seconds, there's a horse, and so you know, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. We got the we got the horse checked off real quick. (laughs) So we're we're starting at five Julias already. (laughs) That's right. We have to just work our way down now. (laughs) So perfect. And the song playing is "You Too." Still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's right. Which is great. Where is she riding to? Where is she going? Bits of her wedding dress that she's wearing are ripping along the way through the Julia. Julia Roberts is atop the horse. She's she's riding somewhere. Uh, then we go to the big city. We meet Ike. He's a big time reporter. He's mm-hmm. got to figure out his next big story. Where's he going to get right. it? The bar. The bar. Because his deadline's in moments and he needs his inspiration. Yeah, he has literally no ideas. He's a columnist and um, his his deadline's in mere hours. So he's going to go talk to some sad drunk guy at a bar. And uh, yes. Why not? Why not talk to the most insane person that you can find? Yep. And this guy delivers. He's... Like he stepped right off like a Broadway stage. This guy oh, was like craziness. He was he performing this. <laughs> so he knows Julia Roberts and he starts talking all about her. And he grew up in her town. Mm. She's never been married, but she's had several weddings. Yes. She can't get She's hitched. known as the runaway bride because she gets to the altar. She turns and she's out. And this has happened multiple times. Mm. Um, yeah. Ike is and, like, this is perfect. Yeah, Ike's all about it. He writes he writes the story, having absolutely no contact with the supposed runaway bride or confirming any of the details. He just writes what the drunk guy told him. Which, he writes um, what the drunk guy told him. He takes some just, liberties. He speculates. Yeah. He calls her a man-eater, among other things. It's, uh, it's, it's not really 
even for just a, a note, kids who want to get into journalism, even if you are a columnist, a columnist writes opinions. If in your column, you are stating something as fact, those facts need to be verified and you can get in trouble if they are not. So unless you work for Alex Jones, OAR, or possibly Fox News, then you can, you can fudge some stuff around. Say whatever you want, basically. (laughs) Whatever the hell you want. I have no, no, no checks or balances there. Anyway, so yeah, Ike writes this column and uh, he, yeah, like, like Nikki says, calls this Maggie Carpenter woman a man-eater and yeah, wrote the whole thing on hearsay. With her name, with her actual Mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. So she gets home and, or she's at her home in her hometown and everyone has seen this article. It was written about her. They all know it. She originally thought it was a joke though. Yeah. Yeah. She's at work. She works, uh, she runs like the family hardware store and her friends come in with this article in USA Today. And she's like, I thought I told you don't do any bachelorette jokes. Is that a thing? Is there such a thing as a bachelorette joke? I've never heard of it before. Not in America. Okay. But I can't say that in England there isn't because that sounds like something they would do. Yeah. So she thought it was like one big joke. And um, yeah, it's not. It's a real it's thing. Not. And then she it's gets, real. she's very angry about it. And so she's at home and this is where a hound comes in. So now we have a, a horse and a hound. We're not 10 minutes into this movie. Check on both. So yes, we're not 10 minutes in, but yet we're complete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing. Um, but she writes into the paper. She mm-hmm. gives a list of 15 inaccuracies. Yes. And mm. um, the so the, the editor of the USA Today gets gets this note from Maggie, calls Ike into her office. The editor happens to be Ike's ex-wife, which is mm. awkward. And um, <laughs> well, she fires him because... Yeah. That's the appropriate thing to do for somebody who makes up a story. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like admitted that he did that too. Yes. She's like, well, that's exactly why you have to go. And he was like, it's okay. Just slap my wrist as a straight white male would say. And mm. you're like, no, 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 no. You're going to go no. now. Yeah. No, Rita, Rita Wilson was ahead of her time. Way to go. Rita Wilson, the wife <laughs> of Tom Hanks, but a star in her own right. That's right. Julia and her fiance are planning a trip to the Himalayas mm-hmm. for their honeymoon. That's right. And her her fiance is Elliot Stabler from Law and Order SVU. That's right. Um, Ike goes to find Julia in her hometown. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say Julia, even though yep. she's Maggie. He walks, even though he's Ike, but yeah. she's Julia. <laughs> um, <laughs> walks right into the hairdressing shop. And I thought she worked there. I didn't know what she was doing there. No, she was <laughs> fixing one of the salon chairs. oh okay that's why she's on the floor yes because she's fixing it but he says that he's looking for her and she just stays on the floor like that's a great hiding space (laughs) well yeah so he's he doesn't introduce himself um and he believes that they don't know who he is but they know who he is because it's pictures on the magazine not the magazine the newspaper newspaper so they identify him as a reporter like this outsider looking for maggie trying to like ask questions like oh you must be a reporter so he admits to being a reporter but doesn't admit to who he is and so maggie's like yeah i'll talk to you and um so they they pull a little trick on him yeah she's like i'll talk to you just why don't you stay for we'll just wash your hair yeah well it, we, we'll do the interview while we wash your hair be it'll great. be great 
So instead what they do is again ahead of their time. They give him a very 2020s like mm-hmm. hair dye job. Lots Rainbow of hair, hair dye. Yeah. They didn't even bleach it. That nope. was really impressive. Mm-hmm. He looked good. Yeah. So then she sends him on his way. Yep. And then he confronts her head on like a total lunatic. He yells at her and he calls yes. her a man eater. Yep. And and it's just funny how mad he gets. Like it's like he didn't just barge into her town. Just yeah. Well, he got fired life. and now he's looking for vindication. And that's um, right. That's not doesn't matter. He was wrong. So he was wrong. Um, but he's yeah. there because Maggie is. is oh, she's engaged. She's mm-hmm. getting married. And Ike is convinced that she's going to run again and he's going to be proven right and everything that he said and he's trying to vindicate himself and write this like cover story for gq so he's gonna just follow her around until she runs out of her wedding to elliot yes. stabler yes and he yells this to her he lets yes. her know you're gonna run i'm gonna be there That's this right. isn't weird yep this is fine totally. and then he goes over to her house and he mm-hmm. meets her family and he wins them over and i hate these people well they're terrible people they just everyone in the town whole time make fun and everybody just makes fun of her she's the she's the joke of the town her and yeah her grandma gives commitment. him all the wedding videos mm-hmm. so that was shitty yeah benedict grandma yeah uh, so we see the weddings we have the first one which is like a weird hippie carnival yes and then she left yeah the second one was in a church very traditional and she dragged a kid he was he was holding her train and then Mm -hmm. she was the she was a runaway train yeah and dragged him with her yeah it looked it looked like it hurt the third is where she came in on a horse which was really dumb of the groom like and then and then what was also stupid was that she was gonna do the whole ceremony while sitting on the horse and this guy is just standing on the ground like what kind of an idiot idea is this i don't understand why doesn't she get off the horse or him also be on a horse what what is this dynamic how are you even going to take pictures that's going to be all lopsided the whole time Anyway, pictures are going to look so stupid, but you know, she never intended to be there. She just got this horse so she could leave and she did. Yep. So then Maggie goes to the bakery to look at cake toppers and she gets straight up stalked by Ike. He walks right in. Mm -hmm. Um, Betty, the baker is another traitor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what she said, but she immediately just starts giving him all the details as like as though she doesn't know exactly who she she knows. Right. Everybody knows who this guy is. They all know. It's not like a, a mystery, like what this guy's doing and why he's here. But yeah. everybody he's is not that charming. He's a dick. Yeah. But everybody is basically assuming like, you know, Maggie's probably going to run anyway. They're probably betting on it. You know, mm. mm-hmm. They're all jerks. They are jerks. He goes to coach Bob's practice mm-hmm. and um, Bob, Bob is Elliot him to the Stabler, um, a.k.a. Yes. Maggie's fiance. Yes. And he's a football coach. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he um, he invites Ike to the wedding to prove that she won't run. That's right. And uh, Ike goes and and starts talking to all of Maggie's exes to kind of learn mm. about their relationships and how things kind of fell apart and, and what happened. And he asks all of them one very interesting question. Yes. Which is, but we don't find it out yet. She yeah. goes to confession to talk to a priest and she grew up with and dated this priest. Mm-hmm. So he really, I like, it's not therapy, but I feel like he shouldn't be able to take her confession then, you know? Yeah, it's a little like, bit like of a conflict of interest there. A little bit, yeah. And he also shouldn't be allowed to talk about her to reporters, but right. yeah, he did because he's one of the exes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and then some lady comes in for confession. She's like, are you still doing confessions? He's like, yeah, uh, just give me 10 Hail Marys. Like she's like warming up for gym, which I loved. <laughs> <laughs> like just drop and give me 10. Mm-hmm. Um, then he tells he tells Maggie at this point that I did ask her a weird question. Yes. And how does she like her eggs? Yes. How do you how does Maggie like her eggs? And he revealed that I don't remember exactly which way Scrambled it was with salt yeah just like but me it was the same as him so yes so then um he goes Ike goes to the softball game so this point was funny because um I was thinking to myself like wow Richard Gere is so creepy in this movie and if I just edited some of these like bits with like scary music you can make this into a like a creepy ass movie mm-hmm. and right after I thought that she's sitting there at the softball game um, there's like an adult softball game going on and he walks over and she looks at him. And she just goes, there he is again. And like with the right music, that could be like, that's a scared there he is again. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so she gets up for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and takes her seat next to her friend, Patty, yes. Patty Fleming. And she immediately just starts word vomiting and just saying too mm-hmm. much. She reveals yeah. that her husband used to date Maggie in high that's school right. way before she really knew him. And that he sometimes calls her magpies which is one of the things that he called her I guess when they were dating and it was yep. something that she found annoying yeah and like Maggie is a little overly like familiar or flirtatious with him still and you know a lot of people she's she's gregarious she's got mm. a personality and then right after that she Julia Roberts ends up hugging this husband person mm-hmm. who picks her up and says, yeah, magpies or something. Right. right. And she, and it's just a very kind of embarrassing moment for Patty, but it's also just like, wow, that wouldn't have happened if he wasn't there asking these questions. Right. And poking it would have stuff been like too just, big of an issue. Yeah. She would have just swallowed it like yep. usual. So then she's weird and she leaves and Maggie, um, Julie Roberts is confused mm-hmm. and Richard Gere's like, it's all your fault. It's your you're, fault. You're you did the this. one who's doing all these crazy things and you should probably <laughs> stop hurting people's feelings or whatever. I'm like what? And he, she's like, she calls it like it is and says that he's a pot stirring man, but mm-hmm. he got in her head because she's yes. like, no, I totally cheered normal. I'm right. so normal. I'm not, I'm not a normal thing for me to do. Yeah. And then she goes, is this when she like goes to his hotel room? She like just goes to the front desk and it's like, I would like the room to this man's, the key to this man's room and the hotel. She goes and talks to Patty first. Is it Patty or Peggy? I wrote down Peggy. Oh, Oh. maybe it was Peggy. I couldn't tell what I was hearing wrong. So it could be Peggy. Joan Cusack. I was about to say P. Yes, Joan Cusack. She goes and talks to Joan Mm -hmm. and, you know, they have a very mature conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pat, uh, Joan pretty much ends up saying, like, commit to Bob if he's the one. <laughs> right. Just just, just do the thing that you said you were going to do. If this is and the Julia guy, commits to not flirt yeah. with her husband anymore, which is nice. Which too. is a nice thing to do, you know. Yeah. She, Pat, Peggy Patty was like, well, if you notice now, then, you know, just try not to do it. Exactly. Because before it was like, oh, you can't help it. But now, you know, So next, now she goes to Ike's hotel. Right. And she knows everyone in town. She mm-hmm. knows everyone intimately so yes. she's just like give me this key to his room and he does the he does. the clerk is like yeah okay so she's this uh, is fine she goes into his hotel room and like finds his notes and and all the stuff and then ike finds her in there and so she climbs out the window oh first okay here's the funny thing he walks into her room to his room sorry mm-hmm. 
Well, first of all, she found the notes and one of them was like, she's not even that pretty. Like, why are all these people falling in love with her? And I was like, ouch. So she she pockets a couple things and then he opens the door and she just runs into the bathroom in front of him. Yeah. Like not even like, oh, he's coming in. He's going to find it. Like, no, right in front of him. She runs across the room and he's like, I saw you like. So she does at that point climb through the window and he barges in the, like he's like a freaking lunatic. He he barges in like he's not the one stalking her around town. No, like he's like surprised. Why the hell would you be doing this? Like you've only been harassing this woman for the last like her family, her whole family. Man, of course, she snapped and went to your room. Like what the hell? So anyway, she goes through the window. He sees her. Yeah. He says he's going to call the police. Yeah. But she is like, oh, I know them. <laughs> so like, don't bother. Because they're not, not a big come. deal. Yeah, they don't care. They won't be here. They already know I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I told them before. Yeah. But anyway, so but, the yeah. next morning she confronts him and says that she'll cooperate. She'll sit with an interview, but she wants to be paid a thousand dollars so she can have the wedding of her dreams. Yes. And they have a and, little um, negotiation a la pretty woman where they. Yes do a price thing a lot of pretty woman kind of stuff happened mm-hmm. over in this part of the movie she so the things that she took from his room was a jazz tape cassette mm-hmm. and some of his sticky notes yes so that'll, that'll be important later not the sticky notes yeah anyway i like how she wanted a thousand dollars like that's going to get her very far in this wedding planning situation right yeah but so they settle on 650 though so wow oh wow <laughs> Um, immediately the love starts beginning, like mm-hmm. just everything starts turning right at this moment. He yep. follows her to see the lamps and things that she designs. And yes. was there any mention of that before? Because no, I none, I, zero. Okay, thank you, zero thank you. Yeah, thank but you. She so apparently like, like designs me? gizmos and gadgets and lamps, and she's very talented, but she doesn't sell them anywhere. So he's no. like, You should sell these somewhere. That's he's, like, he says, New York, the first thing that she's ever thought of, like, Wow. What an idea. <laughs> These are all just been sitting here, but I could sell them. I've just needed 15,000 lamps. <laughs> that Maybe. look like robots, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then she shows them all of her engagement rings. Which, which is weird like, that she still has them all. Yeah, it's not like they died. They're all still alive and she right. stood them up. Like yeah. she should have like to she should return those because that's yes. rude. So rude. And then, like, she starts judging the proposal that Bob gave her as though she hasn't had three before, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, and then he says pretty much he starts kind of judging it, too, and then gives her an example of a perfect proposal. Yes. And yes. his perfect proposal is like, you know, we should do this and like it's going to be hard and we might want to quit sometimes. But if I don't propose to you right now, you know. I, I, I don't know. I'll regret it. And what's it's, it all for? I don't know. For something like that. Oh, something like I can't live without you. Like yeah. I can't not propose to you. I need to propose to you or else. So. Or else. <laughs> or else. Um. So then, yeah. So then they go and they get a wedding dress. They're going to go get another wedding dress. Yeah, she wants a different wedding dress because she was like skimping on the one that she bought. And she's like, I want this one in the window. That's a thousand dollars because now I have money. Yes, this was her second big pretty woman moment because <laughs> the, the woman is like at the store is like, oh, that's a very expensive dress. You don't you can't afford that. That's a thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you shouldn't have it of all people like this is your fourth wedding. Like Exactly. Do you really want to invest this in in something you're like probably not even going to wear for very long? Motherfucker had a point. Yeah. <laughs> 
but she needed this dress and richard gear is the one to say like listen she's getting this dress you're a saleswoman stop being ridiculous she wants to buy it we're gonna buy it game over yep it was nice of him to stick up for her yes it was it was um then they have to go and meet bob yep Oh, and this is where we find out what kind of eggs Bob likes because that's go right. To the diner. We go to the diner. They're having a meal. Bob orders eggs, and Julia Roberts orders the same thing. The same. Well, I'll mm-hmm. have what he's having, which is a very Harry Met Sally uh, mm-hmm. situation. But whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So it seems like Maggie doesn't really have an egg preference. I, I don't know what this was tell him like ever. <laughs> She likes her eggs however she feels like. Whatever. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. So then Egg talks to grandma again. Why does she run away? Mm-hmm. And so now grandma's going to try to spill some tea. She says yes. she's not afraid of the wedding. She's afraid of the wedding night. That's Virgins right. are afraid of the one-eyed, the snake. one-eyed snake. And then somebody said the tea is cold. And that made me laugh because I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> Because Maggie admits at that point, I charmed the one-eyed snake a long time ago. In a long time, Grandma. You don't have to worry about that. Ice cold tea from Granny. Mm -hmm. Um, So then Julia has a a record for Ike that she Mm -hmm. found. It's very hard to find. And it's based on his interests on that cassette tape that she stole from him. That's right. And Grandma smells trouble because she sees this go down. Yeah, she's like, why is Maggie like flirting slash doing nice things for this guy? And Ike plays it off like, oh, you're just trying to like buy my silence or like butter me up so I don't write anything bad about you. But really, you can see that like she's trying to flirt and like fall in love with him. It's just love. Julia and Ike pick up her dad from a bar. Mm-hmm. He is very drunk and they put him in his truck and yep. just leave him asleep. Yeah, the Maggie's dad is uh, he's got some issues. And when he's not using Maggie as a punching bag, he's just drinking or doing both at the same time. And uh, it's embarrassing for Maggie. And she asks, Ike, please not not to write about that. And he again is very nice. And it's like, I would never like this is not what I'm here for. Like, yeah, it's fine. And so they let him sleep it off in the car. In the truck in Maggie's truck and Ike and Julia go for a ride in Ike's car until it breaks yeah. down until it breaks down he can't fix it because yeah. he's a city slicker That's right. um, but she can with some with some tools yes but so they don't have they, any so they have to walk no. to get some they have to walk through a field that looks like it's not very long at all mm-hmm. but for some reason it takes them an hour to cross this field to get to Lionel's house for his tools the next day BB Mac is on which is great <laughs> do you remember BB Mac I vaguely remember BB Mac. BB Mac. Oh, I love them. Um, they opened for NSYNC. It was and Britney. So I saw them twice. Oh, oh my goodness. So I must have seen fun. them then, but I definitely did. did. I don't definitely remember. Um, but that's just the song that's on as he drives back to the big city because he has somebody else he has to talk to. Mm-hmm. Drunk George, the guy who started the whole journey for us at the bar. That's right. Who is he? He is wedding number three fiance mm-hmm. got left mm-hmm. from the left at the altar via horse so via horse ouch yes he accuses uh richard gear of softening on maggie and being enchanted by her and then i guess about how george likes his eggs or how maggie liked her eggs and george says poached just like me same as me mm. uh, uh, uh. So then- 
uh, Richard Gere goes to see his ex, Rita Wilson, um, and he plays her piano because mm-hmm. oh, his parents wanted him to be a concert pianist right. or like some kind of artist, which I've never heard ever in my life. Like no. my parents wanted me to be a creative for a living. No one ever says that. Um, but he plays beautifully and he asks like kind of what went wrong with them and he's like best friends with her husband great (laughs) so like I don't know like he shouldn't throw rocks or whatever stones at glass houses because he's got weird situations in his life too yeah I mean everybody's got their issues it's it's uh it's a thing it's fine that's right so now it's back at the small town it's time for the luau which has been the traditional to... pre-wedding luau, Nikki. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was really confused by this because they called it an annual luau at one point. So I didn't know if that was a joke or if it was a rehearsal dinner or if they just have a luau every year. But then, like, why was Julia Roberts the queen of it if they have a luau every year? And it was just very confusing to me. The timeline after this was weird. I don't know. Like, it was it supposed mm-hmm. to be the day before the wedding? Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand it either because, like, I, I thought the wedding was imminent. Like this is like what they were going to get married. And then, oh no, we'll get there because it seemed like everything happened. And then like a million years went by. Yeah. <laughs> like what? It was really strange. Mm-hmm. But they have this whole luau. Um, it's time for the toast, which is yeah. actually just a roast, a roast of Maggie. Yeah. And, you know, Everybody her dad just makes making fun joke. of how she runs and like i hope the gifts are returnable and Uh, it's just it's painful it is and her dad makes her his usual joke which is Mm -hmm. like maggie isn't the running longest joke in this town but she certainly is the fastest Uh and uh uh, so richie year does not like this no so he gets up and he starts roasting everybody else that's right um they all deserve it again And I'm like, I'm applauding. I'm applauding him for, again, standing up for Maggie. I am because, away, but like, at the same time, he's white knighting and she did not want that. And it did turn the party awkward. I mean, like, did she not she want she it? Want. She wasn't happy. Like, she was not enjoying being. No, but she didn't once want. Once again. Well, she made the good point of like, well, now they're they're feeling sorry for me. And like, right. she didn't want that. She Fair. And he did white knight, you know, like. A million percent, a million percent. Because he's just kind of one of those guys, which is why I'm like, why, why him? But whatever. But his heart was in the good, was in a mm-hmm. good place, you know. But then Bob comes out and bloody, bloody, blah. Oh, he does the, he tells her about the egg. Oh, wait. So before Bob comes out, Richard Gere calls her out on the egg mm-hmm. situation. And so it's just telling her about who she is. <laughs> and what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I was saying that I like a lot of I was, I was reading my notes and I wrote, I like a lot of different kinds of eggs, which is yeah, true. I, I like eat eggs a bunch of different toast. ways. I like bennies. I like scrambles. I'm all like, about yeah. the omelets, the frittatas. Mm-hmm. Give me some mm-hmm. scrambled egg whites. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like, I like all, all different it. eggs. Same, same, same. Yeah. Whatever to him making her pick kind. Pick mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So then he starts calling around on what she wants, which I found really annoying. And then she she was into that. <laughs> but then Bob came out. Yes. So they're Bob yelling at each other. Out. Bob came out. Yeah, they both yell at each other that they're both scared. Whatever. Anyway, the next morning, Maggie stands up for herself to her dad and tells him to stop mm. humiliating her, which was nice. Good for her. Good for it. Maggie. And yes. uh, then it's time for the rehearsal, um, which, oh, again, God. 
is another joke like why do you need to rehearse you've done this a million times but yeah so they're <laughs> gonna rehearse the wedding because bob's all about visualization he's trying to get her to like just execute and visualize you know you gotta gotta get this done um mm-hmm. so yeah if anyone can coach her down the aisle it mm-hmm. is coach bob she like panics and like rings the bell a bunch mm-hmm. which was weird she cannot get down the walk she she's having a hard time getting down the aisle with um bob there as the groom yep so he's like let's switch things up let's make it different let's put richard gear here in the groom spot i'll mm-hmm. be the pastor um and then suddenly she she was able to execute she was able to focus and blossom she got yeah. all the way down the she aisle made it she was like this is it this is my time i'm gonna get there and boy does she this was one of my favorite scenes of any rom-com I've ever seen in my life. Because <laughs> it, it was just so surprising. Because it was so you, surprising. Were you really surprised? I was you just caught off guard. Like, oh my God, what's happening right now? Well, it was just, you know, you see it in everybody's face. So like, and yep. like, you're part of that too. Of Just like, oh my God, like, what is she doing? And then like, boom, they kiss. And they you're just like, kiss. And it's not and just like, oops oh my god i got caught in the moment they like start making out and you're like they're like making out and bob is just like right there being the pastor and he's just staring at them like what and excuse um, yeah all of all of maggie's friends are there and they're just like face palming like oh god like they saw it (laughs) they watched it happen bob's very upset and he's like what do i say (laughs) he well he asked he asked like how long has this been going on and Uh, julia roberts is like well, about a minute. And then Ike's like, longer for me. And you're like, what's that? These two. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. The audacity. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, Bob's like, what do I say? And he and Richard Gere goes, I hope you two will be very happy together. <laughs> he gets punched <laughs> in the head, which is correct. That is the correct response. You punch him in the head. It's fine. Uh, so she backs out of her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> beforehand yeah. which is which great. is progress you know that is yeah she's being very calm right after right after one of her bridesmaids goes after bob which was strange yes it was very immediate and very um, she's just like i'm gonna shoot my shot now this seems like no the shame. right time this is it um <laughs> they go right back to kissing and yep. then he says that they have to talk and he it should slow her- down they separate they do their social distancing back in 1999 ah. six feet apart He's like, we should slow down, but let's talk about speeding up. Will you yeah. marry me tomorrow? And um, we got, you got a dress. We have a date. We might as well just get married. We've known each other for a whole week. I know you better than anybody in the whole world, obviously. And so obviously. we should get married. And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. Yes. And, and she, then this env- is wh- she envisions yeah. him on the horse with and her. And this is where the timeline gets weird because there's a montage and it seems like they're spending like weeks and weeks together. Yes, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. I'm like, it's the wedding day, I think. Aren't you supposed to be getting ready? Like, I'm just waiting for her to get ready. Yes. <laughs> but they're like, they're playing cards. They're mm-hmm. having dinner. They're sitting in front of a fire. And like, what? Da- where are, what year is this? Is this is the, the future? What are we looking at right now? I was like, do you guys have to like be obsessed with each other for the next 18 hours in order to get married? Like what is going on is so weird. It was really weird. I wrote, she should be getting ready. Um, So I guess it's the wedding day now. Yeah. I wrote there's 27 minutes left of this movie. (laughs) What is going to happen? (laughs) Like what? They're getting married. Uh Um, I hate her veil has big bow on it. Yeah. 
blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of press there. Everybody's there. I, uh, apparently in the uh, 12 hours or 14 years, depending on how long it's actually been between when he proposed and when the wedding is, the press has found out. So there's a lot of people there. They need to see if she's going to run. Yep. But Ike's friends are there. His ex-wife is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, mm-hmm. This is a big deal. Bob comes over and gives Ike a flower menacingly. Mm-hmm says he's glad it was him and maintain eye contact of yes, course that's right yes um there's a golf announcer narrating the play-by-play of this wedding sure it's just like here she comes she's walking down the aisle she yes. stops yep she go she she starts up again she's going she's going she makes it all the way there she's, she's yeah. there she made it we are we are all systems go friends this seems like it's gonna be the one and I thought it was cute how she was like trying to fake them out, you know, mm-hmm. like with the little mm-hmm. pause, but no. Uh, but you know, she gets there and she's like, never mind, and starts running. JK. And he screams, lock the doors, <laughs> which I loved. I loved that. Like that would stop it. Wait, like, that's no. gonna, we're gonna just force her to get married. This will yep. be fine. This um, is fine. Yeah, but she does, she she goes down into like the church basement where they're having Sunday school or something. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of children yep. there. And then she goes out that window and, and she uh, tells the kids to tickle him because he has candy. Yeah, which is um un 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 unpleasant i would think yes that was uh, not cool she hitches a ride on a fedex truck and ike runs after her <laughs> after it but he is not as fast as a speeding car so he can't catch her so no and then who was it rita and her husband are saying they're watching and i guess she said where do you think she's going and then her, the husband said wherever it is she'll be there by 10 30 tomorrow <laughs> and that was my favorite line of the movie <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. So good. FedEx. Way to go FedEx. Good joke. Mm-hmm. Still, well, that's a good joke even now. Like, Indeed. What, I, I appreciate it still. Um, she stands dangerously close to the door as she goes down the road and the cows mm-hmm. are mooing. And I like that part too. Yeah. So we got cows too. We got horses. We got hounds. We got cows. We got everything Yeah, we're here. getting everybody. So then I thought that like it was going to be kind of how to lose a guy in 10 days. I thought he was going to write the article and yeah. like win her back that way. No, but no, but he, <laughs> so he's the front him, like standing sad after chasing after the FedEx truck is the front page of USA today, the next day, which seems odd. There was no other newsworthy things that happened. <laughs> that would be highly fired of a national magazine uh, newspaper, but it's fine. He's the front yeah, page. Disgraced journalist. to yes. the front page. Disgraced again. Um, but she starts selling her lamp. She starts yes. just, she starts trying to find herself. She starts just like, this guy thinks he knows so much about me. What do I know about me? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, me. I have no idea the timeline that has happened here because not a clue. It's like the next scene, Ike has spotted her lamps in the stores of Manhattan. I'm like, in Manhattan, that? when did she get the time to do this? I don't understand. But yeah, so she's she's discovering herself. She's cooking eggs every which way to figure out which way she likes the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's yeah. filming just B-rolls, just That's right. being constant, just the consternation looking for his mm-hmm. football. Yes. It's cool how he started stalking her and then she just started breaking and entering. Like, yeah. Yeah. like these two are just felons in training. She just barges and she's in his apartment. She's in his home. apartment. Yeah. She's even turn the lights on. She keeps she's just she sitting there, there in the dark, dark with his cat. And you're like, home. what's what's yeah. happening? Crazy Ick. person. Don't. So like then it. she stabs him and then it's over. Um, <laughs> so no, he tries. She tries to explain her situation because mm-hmm. she didn't know herself. 
Um, she, she figured she out that she likes eggs Benedict. So there she you likes go. Benny's, which now is a she great knows. choice. Mm-hmm. And she wants a small wedding and she gives him the running shoes that she wore to all of her weddings, I guess. That's right. So like it's a it's a big symbol like, OK, I'm not going to run anymore. And then no. she kneels down and she professes her love for him and asks mm-hmm. him to marry her. And he's like, mm, I need to think about this for a minute. And then she's like, oh, good. I was preparing for that. And she gives him the speech that he had given her, like what he thought the perfect proposal was like, you know, it's going to be hard and we're going to want to run at some point. But if I don't propose to you right now, like I won't be able to live or something. Mm. And it's or else. Just, yeah. <laughs> or else. Um- and obviously that works for him Mm -hmm. so then they dance to to some jazz music and that's and he's got a very large very nice new york apartment on central park like yes even with no job columnists Um, don't make that much money but okay i do wish that as they danced she would have been like i don't like jazz music like just (laughs) like prove that like she's not going to take on another quality of a man or whatever yeah, like I get, I got you this album because you like jazz music. Okay, I'd be, I don't, don't want to listen to this at all. Although I will say that the the soundtrack for this whole movie was really good. It was like, an excellent soundtrack. Yes, you know? I agree. Yep. Um. So then they get married. And she has yeah. another fucking wedding dress. He bought her a fucking wedding dress. Now she's in a different wedding dress and in a different field. They're in, in a, a different, different field. field. Yeah. And um, now there's at this point. Now there's two horses. That's what I wrote down. I was like, where are the witnesses? It was like just them and a priest. I'm like, that's not how weddings work. But then a bunch of people come running from like, I don't know, the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) That was like exhausting to film probably Uh running up that. And then there's two horses. And now like Julia has a horse and Ike has a horse and they ride off together on their horses into the sunset. Mm. and uh that's it, it everybody's great. shocked and thrilled and uh it's great everybody's happy the end everybody's happy the end wow so what do you think i loved it i really liked I it loved too it, loved it i didn't know what i was gonna think because i'm not usually a richard gear person nor am i um, and i'm still not i guess but <laughs> i like no this movie. i wouldn't like choose to watch a richard gear movie like right in the choice but i really liked this movie and um, i did too i would give it 3.3.8 julius i'd say nice yeah nice. i would give it a solid four julius right. it's a good solid solid rating way to go julia on your julias yes congratulations julia on your julias and i gotta be honest the horses and the hounds helped they really did. oh yeah they brought things up um <laughs> this movie so is from 1999 has there been any great trivia revealed in the last 20 years, Nikki? Let's see. I'm trying to find it. Trivia. Yay. We did it. Woo! The platypus face that Julia Roberts makes was added after Gary Marshall saw her making that face to entertain his grandchildren. Oh. Don't, <laughs> don't recall, but okay. You remember the platypus face? Was that like a thing? I don't... It was, and I'm trying to remember... She was like talking, I think, to one of her friends, I guess, or Bob. I can't remember. And like they asked, they wanted her to do something like embarrassing. Uh-huh. And then she made that. And they were like, you have to make the platypus face. And then she did. And uh, I was like, oh. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was embarrassing. During the scene where Julia Roberts drives through the town square and sees Richard Gere playing slide guitar with some locals, 
Gear not only played the guitar for real, but he improvised the part he was playing. Wow. Richard Gere doing all his own stunts. <laughs> um, Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, Hector um, Elizondo, Elizondo, uh, Kathleen Marshall, the uncredited Larry Miller, who was the uh, New York City barman, mm-hmm. Patrick Rich and Patrick Richwood, and the film's director Gary Marshall all appeared together in Pretty Woman. Okay, yeah, 1990. Um, Gary Marshall used twins and triplets as extras in numerous scenes after noticing the high number of twins in such a small town. That's weird. I didn't notice that. Nor did I. That is strange. <laughs> Um, Up until Ocean's 12, Julia Roberts refused to do sequels to Pretty Woman or any of her movies. She only agreed to appear in Runaway Bride if it was a standalone story. Fair. Maggie makes a reference to a Camp Birchwood before she makes the platypus face. A lot of trivia surrounding the platypus face. Mm -hmm. Um, She Julia Roberts intended that camp in northern Minnesota as a child. I know. Um, in the softball game scene, Joan Cusack wears a Peaches softball, a uh, baseball cap, a reference to a league of their own, which was directed by Penny Marshall, um, Gary Marshall's sister and co-starred Ann Cusack, Joan's sister. Love that movie. Right. In real life, Julia Roberts canceled her own wedding to Kiefer Sutherland only a few days before the ceremony in 1991. Probably a good move there, Julia. <laughs> Um, early in the movie, when Julia Roberts runs out to the front yard to get paper, to get to the paper, uh, she quite obviously flashes her legs as she does so. Gary Marshall has been quoted as having given the advice, when in doubt during the movie, cut to an animal or Julia's legs. Okay. Great. Cool. Good note. Great note. Um, blah, blah, blah. The Sunday school scene included many of the cast members, children and grandchildren. I hope they didn't actually have to tickle Richard Gere, though. He did his own stunts in that. (laughs) Among the numerous directors who were involved in the project at one point were Jonathan Kaplan and Mel Gibson. Oh, God. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find out. Joan Cusack and Paul Dooley were both in the movie 16 Candles. Okay. (laughs) oh also you know what thing one trivia thing that we didn't mention was that the priest in the movie was on the show uncle eddie's um, show (laughs) uncle eddie's show (laughs) what is that movie called i have no idea what the fuck was that movie or that show damn hold on i need to know grounded for life right grounded for life yes. yes and we met uncle eddie who starred on that show with him um make any sense to anybody listening if you didn't see grounded fun fact another fun fact that's the last day i drank i know my very last my very last drunken day was with uncle eddie oh that's right and his cat and that's when i knew i had hit rock bottom (laughs) (laughs) you were like this is wrong this is not it is it is too early in the morning for this to be happening but it was like it afternoon was. at that point, wasn't it? I don't know. I was drunk. It was late in the morning. We were there early. <laughs> we were there really early because that yeah. was the Yankees parade. Yeah. Which was great. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> sure it was. I do because I could not drink beer at nine in the morning. It wasn't happening for me. Well, Let's see. You're a normal person. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, also, just like I hadn't drank at all at that point. 
at all. I could do it now if I wanted to. Uh, it's okay. I had drank enough for 15 people. So that's true. Thank you for that. Thank you for I got you. Always looking out. <laughs> uh, there's no other very good uh, trivia for today. All right. Well, how do you guess the movie was rated, Nikki? Probably lower than I would expect. So somewhere in the 50s or 60s instead of the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're pretty much spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tomato meter critic score, 46% fresh. Mm. And the audience score, 53% fresh. So not great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, some reviews. This is, uh, this is a, good, a good review from a top critic at Newsweek. No, I'm sorry. It's a rotten review. Rotten <laughs> review from David at Newsweek. And he says, why does Runaway Bride feel so off? Why does it produce such half-hearted laughter? This is the sort of Hollywood tale in which everything seems to have been decided by committee. Okay. Uh, Dennis says, the pick is sweet, well-played, and a bore. Wow. Okay. Nell from common sense media this is a good one mark this one down ready mm-hmm. this is a, a good review she liked it she said cute romantic comedy okay for most older kids so your older kids y'all can y'all can enjoy this movie it's okay for you <laughs> uh jeffrey says this is another good review He says it runs a half hour too long and it drags through its multiple endings. Runaway Bride has plenty of delights, just a few too many. That's a good review, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I'm like, is it? Is it? I can't tell. Is it a good review? Um, I don't know. Let's see. A satisfying romantic comedy that reveals that we can't open our hearts to love until we stop cheating on our true selves. Wow, deep. Wow. Yeah. That person nailed it. It was actually two people. It's Frederick and Mary and their wow. outlet, their outlet is spirituality and practice. So I love them. Frederick mm-hmm. and Mary, thank you so much for your so collaborated much. thoughts. <laughs> John has this to say. John says, remember the romantic sparks between Julia Roberts and Richard Gere and Pretty Woman in Runaway Bride. It's more like a damp fizzle. I think damp. that's a little harsh. Yeah. I don't think it was that damp. No. It was uh, moist, if anything. That's what I was going to say. Moist. Mm. Okay. Gear is an almost ethereally radiant. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mike. Mike. Well, Mike writes for USA Today, so he's a oh. <laughs> And he Mike says- Mike took his job. Roberts has never been better than in this sometimes herky-jerky breeze, which keeps improving as it goes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Gary Thompson from Philadelphia Daily News calls it profoundly depressing. What? Yikes. Joan Cusack consistently steals the show and the movie's heat and light. Okay. I don't disagree. I like Joan Cusack. Mm-hmm. That's true. Let's move on to some audience reviews, our favorite. Let's see oh, they're the, always so good. See what the folks had to say about this. Mm-hmm. Just a few weeks ago, we got a review from Joel. He gave it three and a half stars, and he says, despite its formulaic and silly story, 
runaway bride is still a charmer julia roberts has a charisma that buoys up every scene that she's in even though richard Gere comes off a little wooden and i don't completely buy their blooming relationship this mm. romantic comedy swings for the fences and despite not hitting a home run it's a movie i wouldn't mind watching again every now and then wow thanks George. that was a, one of the better reviews i've heard yeah, you bad. know that was better than the critic reviews as far for as sure. like, the writing goes let's see what else to go Joel have to say Sarah says Julia Roberts can do no wrong except when she is put in movies with Richard Gere I will never <laughs> understand his appeal wow Word. Jackie five stars says it's the best movie of all time meanwhile John gave it two and a half stars he says cute movie cute film but not for me sorry wow, John. okay <laughs> sorry John Emily what says is this is my you, favorite John? movie. I'm curious. Uh, Monty says boring and nonsensical movie. No chemistry between the leads. Insane situation. Okay, Montana Max, calm yeah. down. Love Julia Roberts and Richard Gere together. The pair together never gets old. Well, don't talk to that other lady. She yeah. is not into it. She does not see his appeal. Richard D, so not Richard G, G, so probably <laughs> not Richard Gere unless he's using an alias, which is Ooh, likely. So Richard <laughs> gave it only two stars and he says, oh, I know I'm not the audience for this film, but even with my lack of an affinity for the genre and Julia Roberts and my deep seated hatred for Gary Marshall. Wow. I can tell that this is no pretty woman. I didn't like that film, but I could tell why people do. It's a fairy tale and it's told it's a it's told its story well. This film is utterly predictable and there's just no sparks to the material to keep you engaged while it trudges through its cliches. Even Joan Cusack flounders in an ill thought out supporting role. You are in the minority friend. Mm -hmm. Who's that? That's Richard D. Not oh, yeah, Richard, Richard D. Mm -hmm. Not Richard G. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Quote, unquote, not Richard G. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, Jerry says, okay, it seems a little dated now. This review was written in 2014. So only, you know, 15 years after its original release so date. Now this review is dated. Yeah. Okay, it seems a little dated now and more than a bit silly at times. But hey, I always enjoy seeing these two actors in their prime. And I'm a sucker for love story. Aw. Aw, that's nice. Laura, meanwhile, says this is no pretty woman. Nope. Well, I don't think it's is. supposed to be. Only pretty woman can be pretty woman. That's true. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is important information that Alex K thought needed to be shared with us. Alex gave the movie two stars and the review that Alex wrote says this. My favorite comedy film is 1933's Duck Soup. That's it. That's the review of this movie, Runaway Bride, for which <laughs> Alex gave two stars. Okay, Alex, thank you. <laughs> Check that out. Duck cool. Soup. Duck Soup. Looking forward to it. Perfect. Um, let's see. Relevant. Typical chick flick. Cute little story. Okay, Karen. Meanwhile, Hobby says, it gave it one star and says, I've hated this movie since it was first release and I was five. Well, Why were well, you for watching older it? Kids. It's, it's not for it's, you. It's okay for older kids, Hobby. 
It's not for you, Javi. <laughs> Get a little older. You can watch it. Seriously, Javi, what the hell? Come on. <laughs> Come on, Javi. <laughs> Cameron says one movie with these two was enough. Karen said that <laughs> she would fucking say that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Tabitha gave it three and a half stars. She said could have been a little better, but I liked it. Okay, All right. Tabitha, that's okay. Fine. Naomi, lots of fun. A very sweet movie. Okay. Great. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, so cool, cool. So cool. Pretty Woman was great. You guys should have left it at that. Thanks, Kalari. Eh. I think that's enough. I think we're good. We got some some winners. I wish there was age ranges on here so we could know who, who yes. people were. That would be good. <laughs> anyway, all right. That's it. That's Runaway Bride. We did it. We, we did read it. the things. We saw the stuff. We said the mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're here. Here we are at the end of our podcast. Here we are. So Nikki, how how are we feeling now that we've watched this movie? Better off, mm-hmm. better than I was before. I'm I happy agree. to have seen it. It was a treat for me. A um, lot of horses, a lot of hounds, and cows, and some cows. So yeah, yeah I enjoyed it all. We how got the you? trifecta. I yeah, I agree. I I liked the movie. There was things in it like that I didn't remember really, like that they decided to get married within five seconds of recognizing that they had feelings with uh, for each other i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah that seems quick um but yeah it was good i liked it i i thought it was an enjoyable movie watching experience which i haven't had in a while because i've been trying to watch some of the golden globe nominated movies and i've not really enjoyed them so oh much. like which ones i haven't seen them in any nomad land i watched that oh one. is that a movie it is. It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Starring Frances McDormand. Yes. Who I enjoyed is she's a very good actress, but indeed. Literally not so nothing that. happened in that movie. Oh. It was so boring. Mm. Yeah. And then I watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix with Chadwick Boseman. He was quite good. Uh, the whole cast was good, but I just I don't know. I didn't really like the movie. The ending was abrupt. Hmm. Okay. And left a lot of questions. So, okay. yeah, but it was yeah. So I, I was I was looking to watch something good and that, that I enjoyed from beginning to end. And this was yeah. this was that movie. I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah. Have you seen Firefly Lane? I have not. I think you'd like it. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's a TV show. Okay. What it's streaming the service? Oh, the Flix. Great. It's on the Flix. It's Katherine Heigl and oh, God. No. No. It's not typical. It's not typical of Katherine Heigl. Uh, she plays kind of a hateable character on purpose. So uh, it's she's not she's not the winner that she usually is. Is she ever Which, a winner? I think so. I guess yeah. not. I mean, she's always like bubble. She's not the bumbling like leading lady either. You know, she's she always plays an unlikable, obnoxious person that somehow everybody's in love with. I'm like, why? There's nothing. Oh, then about she's her. exactly. That's exactly who. She's yeah, playing, she plays so. the exact same character every single time. This is why do I don't not like her. <laughs> I think it's different this time, though, because I think she's I don't know. I think it's a good show. I think you might like it. OK, she's not the only the only star. There's another star, too. OK, 
Um, hold on, Firefly. Lane. I will consider watching it, but if I'm you being... know, just watch the trailer. Okay. You can commit to the trailer. Sure. It's her and um, Sarah Chalk. I don't know who that is. She was on. Dun, 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 dun. She was on Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. Those are shows that she was on. We've been given a recommendation. Wow. What do we, uh, what do we, what are, what has been recommended to us? Uh, Can't Buy Me Love, the 1987 hit. Can't Buy Me Love. I was told this was a top five favorite. Let's see. 1987. That is Patrick Dempsey as a youngster. Wow. Yes. Where can we watch this? Is it streaming somewhere? It says Hulu and HBO Max. All right. Um, I'm in. Hulu tends to lie about these things, so I don't believe them. That's but true. Because sometimes it's like, oh, it's streaming on Hulu, and then you have to pay for it. I'm like, how? That's not the same. That's not the same. Or like, I already pay for Hulu, so sometimes I'll go there and it's just not there. And I'm like, don't lie. Or and say it's that like it's there with the subscription. Right. It's there with the subscription for stars or like Encore right. or something. And then you got to like subscribe to that. And you're like, that's not streaming on Hulu. That's streaming on stars that I don't yeah. have. Like, exactly. Liars. Liars, um, but it says HBO Max and also on Prime. So if in fact that's true, then that is what we will watch. All right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Well, I do love Patrick Dempsey. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy on and off since it first began airing back in, you know, 1947 or so. <laughs> the day. <laughs> My favorite romantic comedy is Duck Soup. <laughs> Is that Thank not you, appropriate Alex. for this <laughs> for this situation now? No. Okay. <laughs> I hope you get that in a fortune cookie one day. That would just be hilarious. That'd be great. I really enjoy that. Ooh, the universe talking to you. All right. So can't buy can't buy me love. It is a tight one hour and thirty four minutes. I'm really into Ooh, that time frame. Yes. Delicious. Like that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. And can't wait. Anything else, Nikki, before we go? Uh, nothing else. Do you have any questions for the audience that I can ask on our social meds? That's a that's good. Let me think nothing. about this. Um, um, have you ever been to a wedding with a horse in attendance? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I'd like to know and see a picture mm-hmm. of said horse. So yes. let Nikki know about that. Don't. Yeah. Don't at, don't tell me. Um, <laughs> don't at me. Don't at me. Well, don't at me. Find don't me. at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all. So cool. Don't forget to stretch as always. Don't forget to stretch. Leave a review for your favorite rom-com. Hopefully we'll find it someday. Yeah. And uh, we, 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 yeah. Right. If you are listening to this. Okay. I have an assignment for you. If you're listening mm-hmm. to this. Even if you don't watch Can't Buy Me Love, go to Rotten Tomatoes and leave a review for Can't Buy Me Love and indicate to me that you are leaving this review so I can read it on the air. Yes. Yes, please do. We are on Instagram. We are at Rate the Romcom. You can hashtag Romcom Pod um, and then let us know that you wrote a review so we'll know what to look for. That's right. All right. Well, Nikki, this has been fun as always. Indeed. Thank you. I can't wait. Until next time. Indeed. All right. See you later. Bye.